This is Robbie Illuminati, the motherfucking op killer. And your eyes, ears, mind, body, and soul are checking out the Three Count Podcast. on this computer and then we'll get this thing started in three two one welcome everybody to another great edition of the three count podcast presents now entering the ring i'm your host clifford red dog miller as always the one who leads you on these expeditions as we head up towards mount everest i'm that guy that's going to lead you there i'm your sherpa for today but of course as always it's not about me it's about who's entering the ring and the person that's entering our ring today you can find him attached to standalone wrestling and pro wrestling after dark he is the owner the founder he is the man the myth the legend you guys see him chad Minez. now that is an enthusiastic opening that was awesome man <laughs> yeah, i appreciate it. i appreciate You're fired it. up <laughs> I, it's funny because like prior like someone will tell me too they'll like do like the the light switch turns and like you turn and i'm just like yeah gotta bring yeah. energy yeah that was exciting hey i appreciate it thank you for coming on our show too yeah thank you for having me man i've been looking forward to it yeah me too me too as as uh as our as our partner thicken was the one that kind of linked us together and i was like yeah i was like of course i was like we're gonna have all sorts of fun people brought on the show and then you know you and i talk on the side now and i was just like this is definitely the route that we should be doing you know well, that's, that's what's awesome about wrestling man how we make all these different connections you know like we talked about before we even got on you know it's from from the gear maker to the you know the, the, the wrestler that you know to the manager to the you know the referees and the other promoters and podcasters you know the community is so cool about you know just building a network you know of, of all different people yeah, and that's, that's like one thing that I genuinely love is like, is getting to meet new people. And like, one thing I, I love about this show too is that like I book everybody, anybody that comes on the show, like I genuinely want to meet and have a conversation with and like get to know their journey and like who they are. And so like I ask like pretty much like a, a wide range of questions to like get to know who who people are. And then, you know, I'm sorry for the viewers at home that you don't get to see what we talk about post-show. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's where like the real stories come out at night, and that's where I'm like, "Yep, this is all the great info that we need." <laughs> that's gonna be a whole a whole other show of edits, right? <laughs> I mean, we we could I, not to not to steal your guys' name, but we could call this now entering after dark. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but I need to know, like, right off the jump, who is Chad Menes? So, uh, forty year forty one years old. Uh, wrestling promoter, uh, convention operator, uh, I own a cleaning business. So uh, basically, I'm really an entrepreneur at heart uh, from all different aspects. Uh, uh, father of two. I have a three-year-old and 11-year-old, both boys, uh, both involved in my wrestling journey as well. Uh, grew up uh, in the wrestling world. Uh, the first match I actually saw, I walked into my dad's house. And it was Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. So if you want to talk about an epic start of wrestling, that was my beginning. And that's what I walked into at my dad's house. And I got to see the famous slam of Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. And my eyes got so big. And from that time, I was hooked on pro wrestling. That's like, that's one hell of a way to like start your journey off and like get into it. 
Like, just nothing better than seeing, like, Hulk pick up Andre and just, like, I remember, like, the crowd. Yeah, at that point, I never saw any wrestling at all or anything like that. I wasn't exposed to it. And that, that, you know, that was just, that was my moment right there. Oh, that's, that's such a fun moment, too. I know, like, I've I've said on the show before, like, my introduction into wrestling, my aunt and I were sitting down watching. And uh, I was like, uh, this was 91, 91, 92. And uh, she was like, here, watch this with me. I was like, she's like, I think you might like this. And Macho Man, like, got tangled up in the ropes. And uh, Jake the Snake was like, here's my Cobra. Oh, Bata. yeah. Oh. First moment. <laughs> really? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. See, that's an epic one, too. That was that was the moment wow. for me. And I was like, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> what is going on here with the snake? Yeah. 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 And then, like, I found out the story, like, afterwards about, like, Jake, like, on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was like. Oh man, <laughs> this is more messed up than I thought it was. Oh yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> right. I was like, dang, man. I was like, the inside stories, and you heard a uh, macho man like in the background talking about, like, no, man, you let that thing bite you first before you let it bite me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it, man. I love the fact that I was gonna. Ask, my next question was gonna be like, how'd you get into the business? But obviously you know, it doesn't get any more epic than, than the slam itself, you know, but what drove you to want to become a promoter into the business? Yeah. So what happened is uh, after the rock and the stone cold era, I stopped watching wrestling altogether. I got tired of it, bored of the storylines. And, you know, I just didn't think after that it was the same anymore. You know, it just wasn't fun to me anymore. Uh, So I took a hiatus from even watching wrestling and stuff like that until my, uh, my older son, uh, all of a sudden, uh, he's going through the potty training stages. And, uh, you know, if, in order for, to potty train him, I was giving him wrestling figures that were autographed. And once I gave him the first one, he opened it up and he wanted to play with it, of course. And then each time he would go to the bathroom, I would give him another figure. You know, my whole entire autograph collection gone. But, you know, he got he was potty trained. And then one Monday night, one Monday night, I was just like, you know what? Let me put on Raw and see, you know, how, how he reacts. And same thing like me, you know, I put on Raw. And right away, man, his eyes got, you know, super huge and he was super excited. And then each week, every time I put it back on, uh, same thing. And then uh, I said, you know what, let me take him to a live show. So I took him to a local uh, live show at a high school uh, by me. And uh, same thing, you know, he, he was hooked. He saw it live and he saw these, you know, larger than life athletes doing all these athletic moves and stuff like that. And he was hooked. So uh, after that, I started going to uh PWS at the time, which turned into WrestlePro, and uh, me and one of the promoters hooked up and uh, started bringing in talents. Uh, I brought in uh, Cody Rhodes, and I brought in Ric Flair, uh, the Hardy Boys when they were in Impact and stuff like that uh, on the vending side, and uh, Pat Buck, uh, who is one of the WWE uh, producers, was one of the, was the co-owner of the company. And uh, we would talk daily and he would teach me stuff and I would ask him questions and, you know, he was always accessible and uh, has a great mind for the business and uh, started getting more involved there behind the scenes and helping out. And then uh, I left there at one point and that's when I started working with Rob at SWF and, uh, you know, learned more there, uh, helped grow the product and uh, from from a marketing standpoint and uh, booking and uh, bringing in fresh talent. And from there, I switched and opened up my own promotion with uh, preacher Phineas James, who uh, was in CZW for a little while. And uh, after that, uh, opened up the Pro Wrestling After Dark brand, which is more of an adult brand. 
And uh, after that, launched Boardwalk Beatdown, which was a huge pro wrestling convention like Les, uh, like Legends of the Ring. You know, you got one coming up in Baltimore this weekend, you know, along the same lines. But, you know, with ours, we did uh, the convention, live wrestling shows, tried to do some side events. And uh, outside of wrestling now, I'm doing one uh, which is cannabis-based called Boardwalk Buds. And, uh, you know, again, it's cannabis based, but at the same time, I'm still, we're going to do six pro wrestling shows, meet and greets, food truck festival. Uh, so out, just even outside of wrestling, you know, I like to promote other events as well. That's awesome. And then, like you said, you know, you're an entrepreneur at heart and like, you're just always about like going out and finding all the new things that you can do. And that's awesome. That's, that's definitely yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, even, uh, even. Even the cleaning business. So I own a cleaning business too. And that was uh, started uh, in my teens by my mom. She kept it small. She kept it local. And uh, I worked in the casino industry. And when the casino started to die down in Atlantic City, I talked to her about expanding the business. And now we cover basically half the state. You know, you're talking about a company that was like, uh, you know, $100,000 a year company. And, uh, you know, probably six times the value now a year. Uh, of what it was so that's what I like to do I like to you know get involved in projects and see how they can expand okay that's awesome though and that's something like for me especially I'm like I'm trying to this is this is this is what it is I mean this life of mine where I'm like pushing on this podcast and like pushing and promoting and booking people and you know talking to them like I definitely and it's it's fun to like watch your stuff like grow and see people like kind of like get involved and want to help out too so that's definitely cool i definitely like the fact what's your uh what's what's the uh, name of your cleaning company it's called lacy cleaning and that's the town that's the town that we're, we were originally from awesome and there you go see now we're gonna have you have people like try to hit you up <laughs> yeah <laughs> um always about but, business dude hey gotta be right yeah that's the, that's the only way we know how to do things um, I'm curious though, like what's been like one of the hardest parts about being a promoter? Oh, uh, right now we're having a, sh- a string of shows that we're running and, uh, you know, we're still doing the old school thing where we hang up the flyers and, uh, you know, we, we really like to hit the streets, you know, get, get the word out to the people in the stores and stuff like that. And, you know, I, you know, I think nowadays, uh, pro wrestlers and, and the team have become so complacent you know, that they just come in and they want to do the show and go home, uh, that we lost that team effort type of thing. Uh, so for me, the biggest struggle is, you know, doing things together, whether, whether it's online promoting, uh, hitting the streets, uh, the ring crew, you know, I think, uh, I think times have really changed as far as that. So that, that would probably be my biggest struggle as a promoter. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Just, uh, I, I know that's something that's like been instilled in me by through sicken is like yeah. uh we were so we were at a show at um and i'm not gonna put anybody out there but we we're at scwa and uh like it was just like i saw the crew they were like starting to tear stuff apart and then like i just grabbed my bag and i looked to the right and i saw like there's like there was a good one of people like six seven different people that were working on the ring and i was like i dropped my bag i grabbed Chaz, and i was like yo let's go and so we went in, we started untying everything, like I'll put stuff away. Like we understood, like it wasn't a lot of stuff that we did, but it was just enough that we were like, I mean, like we just want to help. And that's really what it is. And we actually went to, uh, we went to Invictus um, and we just wanted to go just to go like meet people and talk to them. So we 
hopped in a car, we drove up to Invictus, we went and set up the ring, we set up all the chairs, we held label chairs for people who had reserved seatings, and then we waited until the show ended, we went in, we put all the chairs away, we, <laughs> we stacked up all the boards and stuff, so it was just a fun time for us just to be able to meet, but we also, you know, we got our faces out there, and people were like, hey, like, let's talk to these guys, and coincidentally, a few of the interviews that I've had booked now was because of that event, and people wanted to come talk to us because they had, they're like, oh, there's a guy that's wanting us to come in, just help out. Let's go help him too. And I was like, yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> you know, you know, like you asked about being a promoter, man. That's that's stuff that you know, not only myself and others look at. You know, who's who's putting in the time, who's putting in the work, who gets in the ring at the beginning of the show and wants to work out a little bit, show themselves, improve themselves. Uh, who comes dressed? You know, you, you, some guys you just see coming dressed like you know off the streets. But then you have guys who come, they come dressed nice, uh, like old school wrestlers and, uh, you know, always bring the gear and an extra pair of, uh, you know, work clothes, you know, to get dirty as well. And, you know, so promoters are always looking for those little things. And I don't think I don't think a lot of talent even understands that, that, you know, you're always being looked at. You're always being critiqued, good or bad. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that's it, it's, it's crazy because, like, you know, I knew a bunch of people who were there at the show that were helping out you know, ever at Invictus and they were helping like tear down and set up and stuff like that. And I was definitely like, I was mindful of like, all right, who's doing what, you know? And then like post that, like after, after the event uh, on Saturday, you know, I, I noticed I was like watching who's doing what. And not even just that, like going back the next day, I was like, who's that training? And uh, that made, that was kind of like eye opening for myself as well. And that, that I was like, okay, cool. So I'm in here, like, in pain too. <laughs> I was like, I'm just like everybody else. It's like, but I'm trying to go, and like, I understood, like, even if I was putting in like 80% effort, I was like, I'm trying to give 100%, but I just know my body's not letting me do it. So I was like, but I was fully aware of like who who'd been there and who hadn't. And I was like, man, I was like, how do you how do you get better? Like, I get it, right? Like, you want to put more work into it, but how do you get better? Like, you're supposed to be here and work, like. It is what it is. Absolutely. But I, I'm, I'm curious, though, from, like, the hardest part and probably, like, the worst part, what about the best part? What's the best part about being a promoter? Dude, for me, the best part is just, you know, seeing the talents that who come in and then, uh, for me, seeing them improve and seeing them move on onto better places. Like, you know, I've had champions where, you know, people would be like, oh, I don't want my champion to give up the belt. I don't want them to move on. They're an important part of the story. And, you know, I've had guys like Serpentico, uh, who's in A&W now, John Cruz, who's my champions and moved on. Uh, Scarlett Bur Bordeaux, who's in WWE, Killer Cross, uh, Joe Gacy's in NXT. Uh, and I, my tag team, the rep is, you know, a tag team who, you know, needs to be signed at some point. And that's the most rewarding thing for me is just to see these guys who, you know, they, 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 they put in the work and they put in that time and that they just step foot in your ring and, and they're moving on onto on a better place. Yeah, that's awesome. That's gotta be a thrill to like see people like just succeed. I know like even for us on the podcast side, we've had a bunch of people that we like legitimately, like we have conversations with, we have fun talking to them and stuff. And then we find them like popping up in other places. Like we yeah. like uh, just recently, right. Uh, Waves and curls, right. From oh, yeah. uh -huh. we've had them on the podcast. We've interviewed both Jalen and, and uh, Trevon. And then we see them pop up on AEW and we're like, oh, Amazing, my God, right? that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's cool with AEW, too, because they're giving so many of the locals uh, a lot of chances, you know, because they have their dark, uh, 
uh, program. They had their second program that they launched. Now I'm, not, I'm having a brain fart with the name of it. Yeah, but, Elevation. You know, Elevation. You know, so now, now you have three different products plus the pay-per-views. So the, the, the time for the talents is really now, you know, for everybody to be on their A game. Because, uh, again, like I said, as a promoter, you're always being watched. And even at that level, you know, AEW is watching everything that's going on, too, whether you have programs that are streaming on IWTV now and Fight TV, you know, you know, any of these apps, you know, somebody's watching and the feedback is going back to their office as well. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely true. And that's why I like just I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to watch everybody go through and just like improve. And like you said, like move on to bigger and better things. And it's just like it's funny how you hear about the stories where people are like, nah, nah, you can't go there. Don't, don't go there. Don't do that. And I'm like, really though? (laughs) Like if they succeed, then it's a feather in your cap, you know, but you know, it is, it is like we said, it is what it is. Uh, I'm curious though, because this is something that I definitely want to know. So you help these big events, you have all these talent come through. It's got to be exhausting, like mentally and physically, but more importantly, it's got to leave you hungry. And I need to know what's your post show match meal. Post show match meal. Super easy. Just pizza. <laughs> Very basic. Just pizza, man. And usually grab, usually grab and go too. You, Cause I, I bring the, you know, I bring the ring and my ring trailer and stuff like that. I always have my three-year-old son with me too. So it's like, okay, show's over. Let's grab something to eat and we're going to go. Yeah, pizza's got to be the choice. Do you have like a flavor type or is it just anything? Pepperoni, always. always <laughs> pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah, be, you know, uh, this weekend, I'm actually, we're actually all planning a meal outside of the wrestling where all the wrestlers are going to go and the talent and stuff like that. We have a, a show that we're helping out with on Saturday. Uh, but that's very rare for me because, again, you know, I have my son and, you know, I have a, a multitude of other businesses too. So I'm usually on the, on the run. Uh, so it's actually going to be nice to go out this weekend and, you know, bullshit with the guys and stuff and, you know, tell some road stories and, you know, just goof off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be nice to do is just sit back and relax, get your feet out and just, you know, quote unquote, let your hair down. (laughs) No hair though, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a soft Uh, spot, dude. You gotta be careful. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's my fault. It's my fault. I should, I, I should have known better. Um, yeah. I'm curious though, like, what kind of advice would you give to people who are trying to become promoters into the business? So, my advice would be uh, really think hard about it. Is it something you really want to do? Uh, the money is not always there that you think is there. Uh, it's a hard investment and it's a hard business. Uh, you seek, you know as a fan or as a prospective promoter, you see the crowd and all of a sudden you think, Oh man, there's big money, but you, you know, you have to take things into account like the insurance and the venue costs and advertising costs and, you know, the overall budget and what you can actually risk uh, in order to build something. Uh, so my advice is, you know, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. Uh, but if you have your ducks in a row, uh, go for it, you know, cause uh you know, there is opportunities out there and there's many markets where wrestling uh, can be ran correctly and profitable. But again, I think it's a lot, a lot of research first before you jump into it. Yeah, definitely. I understand that. And it's funny because like in my hometown where I'm originally from in uh, Western Nebraska, like there's nobody there, but everybody there loves pro wrestling. And I'm like, 
why do we not have a promotion yet? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's hard, but it's also like, it just, it's just untapped potential right over in that area yeah. too. I'll share a story of mine too. So again, you want to talk about uh, saturation of the market, New Jersey. Uh, there's probably over 50 pro wrestling promotions. You know, we're coming back from COVID. So everybody's gearing up again. And uh, there's probably four or five major convention companies between Philadelphia and New York and North Jersey. And when I ran my big boardwalk beatdown convention, I brought in stars like the Bullet Club, uh, Goldberg, Sting. Uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to make so much money. This is going to be unbelievable. And at the end of the weekend, I wound up losing $75,000. And uh, that's everything that I've ever saved up for. And, uh, you know, I almost lost everything in my, my personal life. And uh, it took time to rebuild and regrow and stuff like that. And again, I take the same advice that I just gave to other promoters is what I do now. You know, I try to evaluate the markets. I look at the budget. I run the numbers a little better. And, uh, you know, you don't want to let wrestling do that to your life. So, again, you know, just thinking it out and planning it out, making sure the numbers work is always the priority. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, you know, it's good that you I mean, it sucks. That's a lesson that you learn, but it's a lesson you learn nonetheless. And, you know, it's a learning experience. So one thing I do need is I do need a one one do and one don't as a promoter. Do uh, always take care of the boys and girls. They're really, really good. Uh, don't not pay them. Uh, don't 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 lie to them. Uh, for me, it's uh, always building uh, reputation with your talent and being clear uh, on communication with things. Definitely, definitely, those are that's massive. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a love I love I'm big on communication. Like if something can happen, just be just be honest. And yeah, it's gonna suck, but at first, then I'm. I have a lot, a lot more respect for people who are just like open and honest about everything they do. Yeah. You, you know, even, even with friendship and personal relationships and stuff like that, I've always learned that, you know, so the conversations sometimes are tough, you know, but it's better to have them than uh, not have them and let things build up and uh, go the wrong way. Yeah. I got a, I got a story for you. I'll share like after the air, I don't want to put it out there because. Of course. Yeah. There's will be part of the, uh, the extra fee that we do in the future. Right. <laughs> the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, let's see, not, not really like dark side of the ring, dark side of yeah. the ring. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but those are my heavy hitting questions for you. But we do have the second best segment on the entire three count podcast coming up because people ask me what the first is. And that's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find on the debate shows every Sunday. You guys know how to tune in or you can check out our TikTok or our IG and you guys can all see it, see it on the following Monday of how I ranked certain matches that were happening. But this is time for the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And here's how it works. Chad, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Rapid fast. It's whatever first come to mind. Are you ready to play the game? I'm ready. I'm not very fast. I'm a little slow. So we'll see how fast I can go. <laughs> Bet. We'll put on the imaginary timer. Bing. And here we Go, SmackDown or Raw? Uh, Raw. Raw always has a superior talent, man. Always. I, I like the talent that's on Raw, but I like the stories that are being told on SmackDown. That's like, yeah. Like, See, I haven't, I haven't watched in uh, a long time, but I, you know, 
always for me it was raw the sets were the best and you know the pyros were the best and the stories were the best i don't know what's going on with the current product now but uh maybe i'll have to check it out again okay favorite color red always red cars red shirts red sneakers definitely a red guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh sonic or mario oh mario Played every single Mario, beat almost all of them. Always a Nintendo guy. Had some Segas as a backup, but uh, you know Mario is the man. Even right. the even the Mario movie, you have to love the the most the, the worst movie ever, the Mario Brothers. You have to love it. But you gotta believe. <laughs> you have to believe in the fungus. I'm like, yo, I can't. I can't John Leguizamo in that movie. I just... oh my god. <laughs> I don't know who approved that thing, but. I know. I felt so bad because you could tell like Dennis Hopper in that movie was just like, whatever, I'm here for a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, video game movies have had a horrible run. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, both Mortal Kombat movies, not not Annihilation, not Annihilation, but the first Mortal Kombat movie from 95, the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, and then Sonic the Hedgehog were like my three. Sonic favorite. was great. Yeah. Sonic yeah. was so good. I'm looking forward to the next one of that too. Oh, I can't wait. My favorite character is going to be in there and I'm super excited. Tails, right? No, Knuckles. Tails is in the next one? Yeah, Son- well, Knuckles and Tails are going to be oh, in Knuckles, the yeah. one. So awesome. I'm excited. Um, speaking of favorite movie, favorite movie. <laughs> favorite movie, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm a super horror movie. Actually wearing a horror a Halloween uh, shirt today. Love horror movies. Uh, the, uh, you know, just for, for that movie, it's just like, you know, how the stuff happened in real life, but it happened in your dreams. You know, just that 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 world was just like insane to me. Yeah, I don't think there's anything better than watching Johnny Depp get sucked through a bed. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and as a teen, my favorite my favorite scene as a teen was where the nurse turned into Freddie. You remember that? Yes. Where the nurse walks into the room and she's so beautiful and sexy and stuff like that, and all of a sudden Freddie's tongue comes out. <laughs> I think like. So Robert England, like this on the side, Robert England is like one of my favorite like slasher characters. Like he's my favorite slasher actor, but he's also one of my just plays generally one of my favorite characters of like all time. So I've anytime I get a chance to like listen to him speak or just like do an acting thing, like I pay attention because it's like it's it's Robert England. Like of course I'm gonna listen to him because he's just he's hilarious. And I was like, he's like a great horror character in such a comedic way. I was like, this he's a legend like uh i love him i think he's i think he's gearing up to do one more i think he wants to do one more round yeah i remember i heard that i was like he's he's in for one more and then like he's just gonna hang up the glove and i was like yeah i'm all right with that i was like i didn't and to be honest i didn't mind joel either like he did a good job as freddie and i genuinely popped when he was like cursing in the movie i was like (laughs) why wasn't this ever done before (laughs) um back to it it's a friday night what you doing uh, Friday night, if I have free time, I'd love to go to the movie theaters, uh, bowling, a nightclub, uh, just get out. You know, it doesn't happen too much in my life. Again, you know, with a child and multiple businesses, uh, I definitely would want to be outside of the wrestling world, though, if I can get a free night off. <laughs> I understand that. Um, favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon? uh gi joe probably uh was a huge gi joe fan growing up you know from my childhood and you know kept that with me uh even you know again into the movies 
Yeah, I couldn't agree with that too. I like, you know, Sergeant Slaughter was definitely like, oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> was an inspiration for me, like being yeah. a wrestling fan and seeing him in G.I. Joe was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, would you rather be too hot or too cold? Mm, too cold. I hate the heat, sweat easily, get uncomfortable. Too cold? You can warm yourself up a little bit, right? Right. You add <laughs> layers on. Like, yeah. uh, favorite podcast? Favorite podcast. So uh, my favorite podcast right now is uh, the Bob Culture podcast. Uh, they do music and they do pro wrestling. Uh, I really uh, helped them out and they helped me out at the beginning. You know, just again, I like to build mutual beneficial relationships and, you know, just always pushed each other and promoted each other and, uh, you know, built a respectful relationship. Bet. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Um, my guy who helps uh, two. Can I? I'll name two. I have to name two. So Shane Fair, who's a local uh, New York, uh, New Jersey uh, ring announcer. Uh, he helps me behind the scenes with Boardwalk Buds and a bunch of other stuff. And he's actually doing a celebrity uh, basketball with pro wrestling uh, coming up in August, I believe uh super uh passionate guy about wrestling and helping people and uh, the other guy is uh who helps me with all my events is jay wise uh very knowledgeable in pro wrestling uh, uh fan of pro wrestling uh, a guy who's always positive and uh is always you know helping out everybody so shane fair and jay wise that you heard i broke, I broke and you. i broke i broke your rule you said one <laughs> no, it's, you can, to be real, I say name one, but you can name like three or four if you wanted to. I'll be like, yeah, we're just going to take names and we're just going to bring them on the show. <laughs> yeah. um, and last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person that comes on this show, favorite curse word. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Use that everywhere. <laughs> uh, that is my favorite. And I use it a lot. And unfortunately, my son has been saying it too. Yeah, I caught my daughter saying it one time, and I was like, you yeah. can't say that word. You can't say that. Then they laugh. Mm. Anything is funny, and you're like, no, it's not funny. Yeah, this is not good. Don't do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell this story, too. So one time, um, we were getting ready to go to watch the Red Sox versus the Orioles, right? And uh, my daughter's in the back seat, and um, she's just like, hey, Daddy, I learned what the F word was. I was like, what word is that? Mind you. Like, I, I genuinely know what's going to happen next. But then she was like, that word's fuck. And I was like, hey, you can't say that. I was like, that's Oh, it. my God. And so um, we, we're driving, right? And we go pick up my wife. And I was like, I was like, hey, babe. I was like, guess what Kira learned? And she's like, what? She learned what the F word was. And she goes, it's fuck. And back, my wife was like, yeah, you can't say that word at all. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, yo, I just told her an hour ago she's not allowed to say this. Just blurts a rack out again. I was like, you must tell her mom, you know? You got to <laughs> tell moms everything. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> so that is it for like all my hard-hitting questions plus the 10-count questions. All I need from you, though, sir, is can you let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, I'm easy to find. Uh, Chad Minnis on all socials. Standalone Wrestling, Boardwalk Buds, and Pro Wrestling After Dark, uh, all so searchable. Uh, our tickets are on Eventbrite, the same thing. Pro Wrestling After Dark, Standalone Wrestling, Boardwalk Buds on Eventbrite.com. Bet, and there you guys go. And if you guys didn't catch 
He has his own cleaning service. So if you guys are in the New Jersey, New York area, y'all know where to go look and find him. And if you guys don't know, could you let them know one more time? Lacey Cleaning. There you go. Lacey Cleaning it is. So with that being said, I am the Red Dog, Clifford Miller. This is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. As always, it's never about me. It's about our guest who is entering the ring. Chad Minnes is here, and you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you, you just wait till this episode ends. There's the outros coming up, and then the next episode is going to play. And just listen to that one, too. Peace. Hey, guys. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn the notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show some support, please.